America, my name is Ahmiose Frimpong. I come to you live every Thursday in the afternoon, but today I'm doing a special show, a special Tuesday nighter, because I have with me a real live congressional candidate. And he is running for the 6th District in South Carolina. That is also known, depending on who you talk to, uh, as James Clyburn's district. But James Clyburn doesn't own this. Either Nobody owns a congressional seat. So um, I, uh, so it's, it's not his district. It is a seat. And uh, um, uh, Greg Marcel Dixon is vying for it. And I'm going to ask uh, Greg a series of questions, and I think you're going to find him interesting. He's got a he's got a lot going on, and I uh, appreciate what he's doing, and I appreciate him taking the time to come to the show. So let me add him to the stream. Boom! There he is, Candidate Dixon. Hello, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. All right. So I live in America, which means that everybody should be able to buy for every office in this great nation. This is a, a democracy, so nobody owns a congressional seat. Um, and in a well-ordered world, if there's a challenger, the party should set up a primary challenger. The party should set up debates where the two uh, candidates discuss ideas and take questions and then question each other. And then the citizenry makes an informed choice. So I have complete faith that the Democratic Party in the 6th District of South Carolina is being eager to organize debates for you and Representative Clyburn so that the citizens have a, uh, a, a chance to hear both sides, right? So is the, is, are, there, are people eager for you to debate uh, Greg, I mean, uh, uh, Congressperson Clyburn? My campaign manager always called the South Carolina Democratic Party two days ago, and they said that they do not set up debates between congressional candidates. Would you they believe? said to him that is not something they do. I, I I don't know if they meant to say that's something they have not done. Because <laughs> it's been so long since Congressman Clyburn has had a challenger. But they said to him, that's not any, something they do, and they're not going to do it. They're really trying to protect this man because they know I'm going to make him have to actually defend his awful record, which is indeed indefensible. Right. That's not their job to try to protect their man. It's their job to promote democracy. And that's two different things. That's two different things. Like, even if someone agrees with Clyburn and doesn't agree with you, it's they have a responsibility to provide you the quality of platform where you guys can actually get into each other, right? Like they don't seem to think so. The South Carolina um, Democratic Party doesn't seem to think so. They don't work for him. They work for us, and we they need to make also it only exist because of us. I told the chairman <laughs> of the South Carolina Democratic Party, Trav Robertson, and right. I have all of this documented, so he knows I do. I told them that South Carolina. Sixth congressional district is majority right. black. It's right. the only Democrat district in the state of South Carolina. You only exist because of black <laughs> Americans. Okay. Right. When I say black Americans, I am not talking about black Americans, I'm talking about black Americans, freedmen, yeah. as yeah. we are legislatively known in Congress. You want black votes, but you don't want to do policies for black people. That right. ain't gonna fly with me. No you don't even want to be accountable. No yeah, you don't even want to be accountable and talk to exactly like. That's that's a problem. So have you emailed or contacted Congressman Clyburn's campaign and re respectfully asked for to schedule a debate? My team is currently making outreaches to several candidates, and I'm okay. sure he will be one of them. Okay, good, good. Because you have to do your due diligence. You have to say, but you know what, though? Technically, what? we kind of already have one. I don't know if anybody saw the video of when I confronted him in my hometown in June 2021, and I gave him the statistics of how badly Black America is doing from the fact that we've lost 14 million of the 15 million acres that we once owned. 14 million, <laughs> and 80% of that was in 1969, from the fact that we own less homes now than our parents and our great-grandparents and grandparents did during Jim Crow. 
from the fact that black American men have the shortest life expectancy, that's not new, but recently years of our lives have actually fallen off. I mentioned that in several others, and I mentioned how the person he endorsed, Joe Crow or Joe Biden, the segregationist in chief that we have, how he said he was going to have our backs. But so far, all he's did was run a knife through them because he's done policies for other groups, but nothing plus. And I said to Congressman Clyburn, you're our congressman. You're supposed to speak up for us. If we can't be in the room, that's why we elect you to be in that room to speak up for us. Why have you not pushed him on reparations in the Bring Back the Freemans Bill? Man didn't have a word to say and couldn't defend his record. So I guess he felt the debates are done deal. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Zelensky over in Ukraine has an easier time getting money out of this government than, than the people so. in the sixth right. district. <laughs> than the people Apparently in the sixth so. district. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a problem. Uh, we need humanitarian aid. People need houses. Yeah, there are a lot of black people I know who say who start phrases. You know, my grandparents used to own a house, <laughs> and I rent. Right. There are a lot of black people in these United States who have who have stories that start. Yeah. Well, my grandparents owned a house, but I rent. And that doesn't have to be the case. And that's a failure of policy and the failure to do do justice by black Americans. Not um, just that, though, it is not a failure because in order to fail at something you actually have to try you get what i'm saying they haven't even tried that's my thing i will never blame cliburn for the poverty that exists in my district after 30 years however the fact that my district south carolina's sixth congressional district is the sixth poorest district in the united states of america out of 435 districts After 30 years, this is the best he can do? Now, let me give some context to that. I say to my students, I want you to do your best. All you can do at the end of the day is your best. And if you fail, at least you know you gave it your best shot. So my reason I'm saying that a leader is not always what they get done. A leader is a lot of times what they fought to try to get done. Clyburn, look at his legislative record. Not one piece of legislation for black Americans, freedmen. However, you will see in his legislation in 1993, when he first got his seat, this man wrote a reparations bill. Yeah, y'all didn't know that? He wrote a reparations bill, but it wasn't for black Americans. It wasn't for the Gullah Geechee descendants of the rice-growing Africans that that lived there, like myself. He wrote it for Native Americans, Catawba Native Americans. Those (laughs) who don't know, the Catawba Native Americans were brutal enslavers of our people. Not only brutal enslavers, they made slave catching one of their main industries. They were so brutal that our people trying to run away from those brutal rice plantations will often go to the white enslavers because the Catawba was so brutal. Clyburn wrote a bill, uh, and you can go right now and look it up. It's public record for the Catawba Native Americans to get special rights privileges, recognition, and protection because of their historical injustice they have faced. Exact words. But now he wasn't done yet. Now, I'm Gullah Geechee. You talk about how we say our grandparents used to own a house. We say our grandparents used to own this land here. That beach that a lot of people want to go and frolic upon, that used to be black land. It was stolen from us. What does Clyburn do in November 2021? He writes a bill, not for any of the 1.5 to 2 million black South Carolinians to get compensation, to get the land back, or at least get compensation for it. He writes a bill for the Catawba Native Americans. I don't know what it is, this guy. He loved those people. For the Catawba Native Americans, just 3,000 of them in South Carolina, if that many, to get 20 acres of land to build a multi-million dollar casino. Meanwhile, the Gullah Geechee people, our land as we speak, coastal saltwater riverfront property is being sold at tax default sale and being bought by legal immigrants who Clyburn wants to give federal protected class status to. That doesn't fly with me. Yeah, and you know, all right, so if you can't win, Clyburn can say like, well, you know, we can't pass a real reparations bill for black Americans, that would never pass. But even if you can't pass the legislation, it's your job to make the argument. You have exactly. It's your job to make the argument, and like, and every microphone you can. Like, 
you're Jim Clyburn, you're a congressperson. Anytime you pick up the phone and call a radio station, they have to put you on, right? You can be making the argument, but instead he's making the argument, well, you know, black people aren't going to get it anyway, so. What the hell, <laughs> right. Or maybe he's making the, I got mine argument. <laughs> well, you know, you know, like my teachers, my teachers used to be like that. You know, I got mines, so I got my education. Y'all need to get y'all's, but my teacher actually trying to do something for us. Let me explain <laughs> something that's really insidious about that. Okay, so a lot of people make excuses for Mr. Clyburn. Right. I tell them, you want someone for whom you have to make excuses, keep voting for Clyburn. We'll keep getting the poverty. A woman will keep dying from giving birth to children, which has actually gone up. You think all the uproar is actually going up. We're going to keep losing our land. We're going to keep getting done down, going to the worst schools, high level foreclosure, 15, 20% of the population, over 50% of the homeless. But they make excuses for him. They say, well, he's in a, a red state. Okay. And I say to them, he knew that when he took the job. Yes. Oh, hell, I said, I said, I said, he knew that when he took the job. You don't get a job and you get a six figure salary and you get to say well i'm in a red state what you expect from me we expect you to do the goddamn job you ran to say you want to do not to make excuses why you couldn't get it done that's number one two i am currently asking the south carolina democratic party for footage of when i confronted the chairman trav robertson and he tried to make excuses for Clyburn. And I said this to him. I'm going to say it again and get your little debate notes ready because I'm going to bring up during debate. So Clyburn, I'm giving y'all your team a heads up. You cannot take credit for the good. Right now, Clyburn got $45 million to go to South Carolina District 6 for infrastructure upgrade. Yay. Ah, insufficient. Why? Because America's infrastructure report card rated South Carolina's infrastructure as a D, which means poor, and said that it would need at least $67 billion a year to stay up the par. One-time infusion of $45 billion ain't cutting it. But the point mm -hmm. I'm trying to make is that he wants to take credit for the good, but then when you bring up the bad, that's the Republicans' fault. It don't work that way. It don't work <laughs> that way. You can't take credit for the good, but then say the bad, absolve yourself of responsibility. You can't have it both ways. If you take credit for the good, you gotta take credit for the bad. If you can't take yeah. credit, if you can't take credit for the bad, then you can't take credit for the good. Luckily for Clyburn, ain't much good for him to brag about. So why are we protecting this man? Well, we are not. What's happening, there's a small group of Clyburn loyalists, mainly older voters, who come out and faithfully vote for him. They don't examine his policies. They don't demand he things to do for us. And anything he can't do for us, they make excuses for him. Oh, the Republicans, for example, during the Obama era, and I said to them, he could have done a reparations bill then. Reparations yeah. has been done in America. For anybody say it's not going to happen, they've done it for several Native American nation <laughs> states and tribes. They've exactly. done it for Japanese Americans. Exactly. We've even done it for Jews who my great grandfather, who was in New York City, still living, moved from South Carolina, New York City, helped save during World War II. They, we and we had nothing to do with the Holocaust other than stopping it. Okay, <laughs> but they say they couldn't do it because they wouldn't have the votes. The Democrats have had full congressional control and president in their house, the president as well, 1961 to 1969, 1977 to 1982, 
I'm interested if your policies are going to specifically address the issues that are impacting Black America. Rising it, tide. And it's not just the issues that happen to uh, uh, like affect Black America. It's the issues that America made black america suffer, right. right like this is this is america america owes black people it's not like well black people are suffering so we need to help them no you did this america right it's time for you to make this right america because institutions don't die like people do you know <laughs> um institutions survive so the money that was like made by black labor is still in the system it's just not in black hands and the poverty that was made by black exploitation is still in the system and we just need to make that situation whole. So America did it. It's not just that like, well, this bad thing happened like a natural disaster. No, America did this and America needs to make this right. And America can make this right. America has done reparations for groups to which they have done far less damage. Japanese Americans internment, okay? Didn't even last over a decade. They put them in concentration camps. We had that happen for centuries, along with brutal chattel slavery, where we were mutilated, where we were set aflame, where our families were broken apart, where we were whipped, where we were raped, where we were bred, after chattel slavery, where we built the infrastructure of this nation from the railroads to its agro industrial agriculture, to its industries, whether it was healthcare, whether it was the sciences, after slavery, we continue to face government sanction because that is from where reparations are going to come. The federal government that can't afford it can never run out of money, and debt is simply an illusion that we like to say to scare this this country uses to scare people from doing things for which they can finance. We went through Jim Crow, redlining, the FHA, which put railroad tracks, highways through prosperous black neighborhoods. We built Black Wall Streets without a penny in our pocket being illiterate. And we did that while going through state-sanctioned terrorism every single day. We pulled ourselves out of the deep hole that the American government dug for us by our bootless straps. And every time we did that, they came and put us down further in that hole. Now, I said, I've known people who have had one business and they've put everything into that business and the business crashed they go into financial ruin and they never recover. We built entire streets that had they been allowed to continue and prosper would have made New York City look like a no-name ghost town. We built not just one, but over 50 of them and they were burnt to the ground. If one person could put all their life savings into a business and it crashes and they never recover, like what happened during the Great Recession, how do you expect a person, a people who have done that again and again and again and again and again to have it destroyed by means of the worst violence and then have laws in place to prevent them from getting access to resources that they should have been first in line for to recover? So you're absolutely right. I was raised that you fix what you have broken. And this country is one that likes to espouse how they are the moral beacon of the world. It's time for them to live up to that image that they like to portray. And the same way they are trying to save these Ukrainians, Europeans in a country over 5,000 miles away, it's time for them to rescue the people whom they've endangered for centuries. And that's Black Americans, and that's by doing reparations. Let me be very clear right now. There is absolutely no power on this earth that keeps Jim Clyburn from saying what Greg Marcel Dixon has said. There is no. the Republicans don't stop him. There's no there's no gag. He's not muscle. He's not muzzled. He could talk like this. He could talk like this. And even if you don't get the votes, you start changing opinions and you start getting people to look at history. And since history is on our side, on the side of the just, that would that to be a first step. There is nothing, nothing that stops our democratic leaders from at least talking like this. I was this is why I was upset at, at uh President Obama, because back when people said, like, well, you know, the Republicans won't let him pass reparations. I said, well, there's nothing stopping him from talking about it. There's nothing stopping him from dedicating an entire state of the union to the case for black America. There's nothing like there is nothing about raising the quality of discourse to make the quality of electorate that will eventually pass reparations. So even if you don't have the votes now, you need to be making the case. That's like you are a congressman with a microphone and that everybody has to listen to. 
even if they can outvote you, they can't shut you up. And you know, like that's, that's, if you can't push the policy, you clarify the fight. That's right. right. Let and me say something. Yeah. What's Speaking up? of Mr. Obama, he came out saying that reparations would have been too unpopular. And that's why he didn't do it. His you job know what? is to make I, it popular. Right. I've but let me tell you something. I met with Clyburn's team at the Hampton County Convention. They were there, I was there. We had a very nice conversation. It was mutual good feelings. And I feel that the young people, because the many young people on his team mean well, but we don't see eye to eye on things. And they asked me, how did Harriet Tubman free slaves? And I, I knew the answer because Harriet Tubman, people don't know that she was most active in Maryland, her native state. Outside of Maryland, she spent most of her time right in South Carolina, right here in the low country on the coast. I said she did it under cover of darkness. That's how you see that's what Clyburn is trying to do. If he came up with reparations, people will destroy him. Same excuse about me. I am tired of that. It will be too unpopular to do things with black Americans' excuses. Let me try to do it strategically. Let me call out that lie for what it is. One, Mr. Obama, he gave amnesty pretty much federal class protected status to a bunch of illegal immigrants, the so-called dreamers. How dare him, I dare him call them the dreamers. Black Americans, freedmen, black Americans are descendants of American slaves, those who were emancipated at the end of the Civil War. We are the ones who made the American dream possible and they've been making it an American nightmare for us. But he did that. It was very unpopular, very unpopular with Republicans, Democrats, independents, people alike. He did it and he stood his ground. Then. He legalized gay marriage. That was very unpopular. Clyburn supported all of those things. Clyburn still supports these so-called dreamers. Not only that, he's trying to support this New Deal for New Americans Act that will make 11 to 20 million illegals citizens. People, they're always willing to do unpopular things as long as it's not black Americans. Only when it comes to us, do they back off and say, oh, if I do it, it won't be popular. We won't have enough votes. They're willing to fight for every single (laughs) other group, however. And this trans thing that's going on, with trans people being in sports, and they're trying to do things with that at the federal level, that's unpopular, but they're willing to fight for it. It's only when it comes to black Americans, the group to whom they owe the most, to whom this country has abused and terrorized the most, do they say it's unpopular? I don't want to do it. I want to say to Mr. Obama, you are a coward. You are a coward, and you didn't deserve the space on that wall that my great grandmother gave you. I understood why because she was just falling for a black face, and you had a black American freeman wife, and she put this big calendar of you up on her wall, and she's in the ground right now, died at 101, 2015. And for you to come out and say that you weren't willing to fight for that damn woman who was so proud of you, you are a coward. You are, I'll never forgive you. You are disgusting. You are despicable. And everything about you speaks anti-Blackness. No, say it though, because we did fight for, we fight for unpopular things all the time. We fight for unpopular things all of the time. The Democrats do. And the goal of, a like, real leaders create their electorates. If it's unpopular now, you get on the mic, you use your mouth. That's right. And you make the argument. I say to people, every person in Congress has two things that are accessible to them. One, the ability to write legislation. Like I said again, I tell my kids, do your best. If you do your best, you don't make it. That's okay, but I know you tried. Clyburn, Black Americans own less homes now than we did during Jim Crow. He can write legislation to address that. He has it. We've lost 14 million of 15 million acres. He could write legislation to address that. He did it, but he did it for the the, the, the Catawba Native Americans who used to enslave us. Black American men have the shortest lives. He can push for commissions on that. He can write legislation to, to, to address us as a lineage group, Black American. You can't just say Black, but he can do it for Black Americans. He hasn't done it. You can write legislation. Every congressman can do that. And even if you don't get it passed, a people will say a leader is not just what they get done. A leader is also for what they fight to accomplish. He hasn't even fought to do it. Not just that, though. They have what you've already been mentioning, a platform. He can get and talk about it. He is in front of news cameras all the time. He can always be touting reparations. He can say, um, hey, the same way he endorsed this Joe Crow guy, this segregationist, he can say, hey, Joe, my people got you in office. You said you have their back. My people need repair. You And and, and, and I heard that this, this segregation, I really hate this guy, by the way, this so-called yeah. president. I, y'all have no idea how much I hate this guy. 
anyway, I heard this so-called segregationist said that he would consider reparations if it included Native Americans. First of all, who the hell do you think you are somebody you will consider something, first of all? <laughs> but second of all, how dare you come with us that double standard? Clyburn just wrote a whole damn reparations bill for Native Americans. They didn't include us, even though Black Americans have had the most land stolen from them since the founding of this country, first of all. Second of all, I want to say, if I come in my home and I break you know, a vase or I break a mug, I'm not going to go throughout my entire pantry and start fixing all the mugs. No, that's from the town. I'm only going to repair the one that I broke. I'm not going to tell my mother to do it. She didn't do it. I'm not going to tell my sister to do it. She didn't do it. I broke that boss. I have the responsibility to repair that boss and that mug. Likewise, America, you did all this stuff to Black Americans, and you don't get to tell us that, oh, all those people who were slaves were dead. First of all, it's not just about slavery. It's about all the things that have happened thereafter and are still happening now. You ain't broke the damn mug in the first place. It's not just about slavery. But even if it was just about slavery, that argument still is not a valid one. You don't get to tell me that because you didn't pay my great, 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 great grandmother the money that you owed her, I need to forget about it. That's your fault. You did wrong. You should have paid it when you had the money. So it's not my fault that you didn't pay the debt when it first occurred. You don't get to tell me, forget about it, because you did something wrong. I get to tell you that you still owe it to me, and now interest has accrued. And that's exactly what has happened. That's exactly what has happened. That is, I mean, the poverty, the generational wealth is still in the system, and the generational poverty is still in the system. And until we are made whole, this isn't going to happen by magic. And Clyburn right? could use his platform, like to you said, to say all case. these things, because he's, right. a, he's a congressman. When he speaks, people are going to take heed. If he can get, he can do a news conference. He can get it from the press. He has access that I do not have. Right. I don't have any protection. He right. has a whole damn secret service protection, and he does. Because I've been to his town halls, and I was like, "How come they're not frisking people or checking people?" And someone said, "Look at them," and they were doing it via um via a, a, a laser. Scanning oh, okay. people, he has protection. I don't have none of that. How come? Yeah. I, why is it when it's always black Americans that have to come out and save America, but America never shows up to save us? We've been saving America. If it wasn't for us, there would be no America, first of all. And if it wasn't for us, there would be no America a second time. Because Abraham Lincoln said, "Wasn't for the Negro, the U.S. would have lost the Civil War." How many times are we going to save America? We built the infrastructure of America. We generate the wealth that made America. Till this day, a lot of the infrastructure, the ports, the railroad tracks were all done by enslaved labor. When is America finally going to show up to save us? When? A, Clyburn can speak the same language and have a much bigger platform. Why does he not do it? And I asked his team that, and they tell me he does. I said, if I don't, if, if no one hears it, it doesn't happen. Exactly. No, you're in the, you're in his district and you haven't heard him say it. And I pay attention to things and I haven't heard him say it. And that means he's not saying it. He's not saying it. He's not saying it in any way that matters. And nobody's stopping him. This is the thing that drives me nuts. People say like, well, the Republicans will do this or like it doesn't poll well. No, nobody. He's not. He, nobody keeps him muzzled. There is one black district that's safe black. Safe. Black. Exactly. Exactly. There, he could say it all and get reelected, probably by a bigger margin the next time, because people will wake up and actually listen to him. But you have to see the ad. You have to. If I had it on video, because they're keeping the footage, you have to hear the the sense of indignation that this white guy, Trav Robertson, has when I take them to task about how they failed Black America. He tries to blame on the Republicans, and I say this: uh, uh-uh, uh, that don't that don't work with me. You see, they. They take advantage of the older black people here. Not all of them now, but a lot of them they do. The ones who just kind of go along, they see a black face and they think, you know, oh, it's a black person. When I was a kid, we didn't have black leaders. So now we got a black leader and black leaders <laughs> automatically going to do right for us. You got some black people here who still thinks like that. Right. That This is what they do. They kind of impose their will on them. When I come up in that room speaking my energy and I don't back down, you should see the indignation, the rage on his face. Which, by the way, I have rage too. If you want to match his rage against mine, let's have at it. <laughs> I promise you, mine will undo his. My happiest day, I will still have more rage than he. Unlike him, I have a damn valid reason for it. But this is why I tell you to people. If I buy a PlayStation 5 yes. from 
target. Right. And I go home and my PlayStation 5 is defective. I'm not going to go and tear up Walmart. No. <laughs> I look like? I'm going to go to Target. Right. Likewise, you don't get to get my votes, Democrats, and right. you see black Americans. Here's another statistic. I read about our loss of land, how we own less homes now than we did during Jim Crow. Yes, yes, yes. Here's more. Here's more. Over 20% of black families already have a negative net worth. That's not including the ones who are zero. This is ones who have a negative net worth. Before COVID-19 hit, they said by 2053, all of us will have a net worth of zero. COVID-19 came along and wiped out 50% of black businesses. They said, save Ukraine. Where's the push to save black businesses? Not only that, I already brought up, I believe, how black women that five times more likely to die than white women giving childbirth. And that means we have a higher rate, black women have a higher rate of dying, giving birth to a child than women in countries like the Philippines and Mexico. However, since 2020, it has actually increased. Okay? I'm not going to go to the Republicans and say, what you're going to do for us? They should want to do right, but they're not the ones getting our vote. I'm going to go to the Democrats and say, hey, we give you our votes, but what do we get in return? Y'all want to tell us all oh, a rising tide lifts all votes? That's a damn lie. A yeah. rising tide in America, a rising tide in the United States of America has always drowned Black Americans after we built the boats. Okay? Yes. No. You owe us. And don't tell us you can't do specific policies for groups because I can look at several things you've done for Eskimos. I can look at several policies you've done for the Apache. You've done for the Cherokee. You've done for Japanese Americans. You are now doing specific policy for the damn Ukrainians who aren't even Americans. You can do specific policy for black Americans who are free men. The only reason you haven't is because we as black Americans don't make you. And I'm and I, I don't I, and every time I come with this energy, I see some people are being defeated. They are only going to win if we keep sitting there saying they're going to win. Right. No, I, I I agree. So tell me about the barriers, right? So you did everything that a good that a good citizen should do. You filled out your paperwork, you got the signatures. And what are the barriers? What about media time? Can you get, so they can don't you get the media do, time you need? They don't do, thank goodness, we don't have to do signatures in South Carolina. Okay. I think that should be, I think that should be gone. That they come up with barriers to keep people from running. One, they try to price you out. That's why I really need donations. Donations have allowed me to go this far. And that's marcelforcongress.com slash donate. Then who, if you're working, like I work 60 hours a week, who has time to go around and collect signatures? Some people, I don't have a family. I'm a single man, no family. But imagine a man or a woman who wants to run a family of children if the spouse whom they have to support working full time when do they have time to go around and collect signatures a person who's an incumbent just has to snap their fingers to get a team of aides that can do it for them they are coming up with ways to keep us out and to answer your question about barriers i'm facing now well the mainstream media has blacklisted me we know that now some people are starting to break that wall of silence one reporter she finally said my name you know that's a that's an accomplishment. They're finally starting to say my name a little. But outside of that, I'm blacklisted by the mainstream media because they don't want people to hear that black Americans are not supporting all of these talking points that they're trying to make other black Americans who are controlled by what the media shows them believe. No, we do not support illegal immigrants, nor a whole lot of legal immigrants flooding our neighborhoods because the data shows that even Republicans, Democrats, liberal conservatives, both have shown that immigration, legal and illegal, hurts black Americans. They disagree to what extent, but all of them have shown, and anybody doesn't believe me, do your research and prove me wrong. Right. The data has shown that the higher the level of immigration, legal or illegal, correlates with a 60% decrease in wages for black Americans. 60%, a 25 to 30% increase in incarceration, okay? And it also has been shown to have a detrimental effect on the black marriage rate because most men, black or otherwise, but especially black men, are least are less likely to marry if they feel they cannot economically provide for a family. Which man has had, has built Wall Streets, had them burnt to the ground, saw all their sweat, blood, and literal tears go burned to the ground with no justice? Which man worked for 260 years, didn't get a penny for it? Which man worked? and face wage discrimination 
and face race massacres when they will do wage bargaining and start labor unions of their own. That has only happened to the black American man. Mass incarceration, the importation of drugs, the destruction of black communities, that's only happened to the black American man. So it should be no surprise that the black American man is the least wealthiest of all and honestly the least likely to marry. That's not even including the influence of mass incarceration and other challenges that we face. Right. So, and then clarifying that case, clarifying that case is what we need. And the media doesn't want you to talk like that. So that's a problem. And I'm trying to figure out, I think there should be a, either a democratic um, policy or even a constitutional amendment that every Congress person needs to be willing to sit for at least three debates if there's a challenger. Yeah, that should be, yes. You like, should. You should not be able to run from people, but then expect the people to vote for you. But here's the problem. We as Black Americans are good for that. Okay? Here's another thing. Not only do we believe the media talking point, and I know, first of all, they believe that every Black person is mainly concerned about getting an abortion. They want us to abort ourselves to extinction. If you don't believe it, then somebody tell me why. We got white women out here saying, my body, my choice, and dancing in pink, pink scullies. You got those same white women, though, saying my body, my choice. Over 80% of abortion clinics are in black neighborhoods. We can't get good schools. We can't get quality housing. We can't get good roads. We can't even get damn clean water. Because here in Clyburn's district, which is soon to be mine, Denmark, South Carolina, a town right next to where the singer James Brown was born, has had a, a poison, as far as I'm concerned, a contaminant, untested chemical put in the water for decades. Clyburn's made no noise about that. Do you hear him talking about it? No. Bernie Sanders had to come and bring water from Vermont to give people water. Oh, not only that, North Charleston has some of the most toxic water in the country. Okay? Clyburn should be pushing that. We can't even get clean water, but we can get abortion clinics. And y'all telling me y'all don't see something wrong with that? Y'all tell me y'all don't see the agenda? You just had this McKinsey Bezos woman offer up, what, $20 million to help black women get abortion. Now, think about all the black women that want to have kids. Think about all the black families that need help. Where is the money to help them? And y'all sitting there going with this, my body, my right choice? I know a child is not an option. A black child is a gift. We also want us to believe that black Americans want 100,000 Ukrainians coming into this nation, a country that just a few months ago, our own media was saying was filled with Nazi, a country that Congressman John Conyers literally wrote, should not we should not send funding to them because they're filled with Nazis. Right, hey, real quickly about that. You know, we both know, you and I know, if 100,000 of them come here in one generation, they're going to be calling our kids the N-word. <laughs> we both they're already doing it. <laughs> At my school, I have kids whose parents are here illegally. Sometimes they don't even speak English, but they know how to call black people the N-word. <laughs> and I, they know how to say that we eat fried chicken all day. Only oh, We are the only group who takes who accepts excuses for politicians failing us. You can't go in front of Hispanics, who, by the way, I always say this, and I'm always going to say this, Hispanics are not a race. We need to stop buying into this. They are a race. They're not a race. You have white Hispanics, black Hispanics. True. Indigenous or Native American Hispanic, Asian Hispanics yeah, don't true. buy into that. They are race thing. But we all know what color, we all know which race they support. We all know Mejorando La Raza, which means bettering the race, is an attitude among Hispanics that the lighter and whiter you are, the better you are, the more acceptable you are. So you think they're going to be allies, you got another thing coming. But talking about them, do you ever see any of their politicians go to them wearing a big sombrero and saying, Viva La Raza! And they go and vote for that person? Nope. They come to them with policies. They are now trying to get Hollywood, the Hispanic caucus, is now trying to get Hollywood to agree to give a certain percentage of their um, casting crew, film and production crew, oh, Hispanic. And we know it's all going to be white-looking Hispanics. Look at what that, mm -hmm. whatever that guy name is, that, um, What's that guy named? The thing he can rap, Lee Manuel, Miranda, whatever the hell his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did a film about in a black, a moly Afro-Latino neighborhood in New York City in the Heights, and he made it all majority white Hispanics. That's what they want to be. They're now trying to do this bill called the New Deal for New Americans that will give 11 to 20 million illegal immigrants, a lot of them, most of them Hispanic, cut protect protection, federal protection for being deported, and federal resources for jobs, 
housing, education. Okay, you don't see people going to Asian Americans and they do kung. They they, they start putting everybody was kung fu fighting and do a uh, paper crane dance. No, they will find that offensive after two weeks of hate crimes, quote unquote. Asian Americans were giving a bill specifically for them, and no one's going to tell me specifically for them because I've read the legislation. It's for, it was for them. It's it literally only mentions Asian Americans, Pacific Islanders. Two weeks. Right. We've been going through it for five hundred years. Why did Asian Americans get that bill? Because they had two senators, a, um, two Asian senators, Tammy Duckworth and I forgot her first name, Senator Hirono from Hawaii. They said not one thing was going to get their support until their people, their words, got a their people, and they did it. And I am mad at them. That was you supposed to do. Now, how the hell we got over fifty black people in Congress, not freedmen, not black American, but some of them are. Right. And we had more protection in the 1800s because after the Civil War, we had the military protecting us in former slave-holding states. We had right. the Freedmen's Bureau, a whole department of the government to make sure we were well-fed, had land, had housing, getting paid well, had jobs, medical, health care. How did we get more protection in the 1800s with almost no Black representation than we do now in 2022 with over 50 Black people in Congress? How do we how do we let them get away with this? Well, because there's a lot of black people and vote for symbolism. Well, there's that, and then a lot of black people don't want to admit that we're broke. Like we I don't, don't know how to... they can't because <laughs> when you, I don't know we're about broke. you. I mean, we most of us are not even homeowners. Uh, the black homeowner rate home, home ownership rate is forty one percent. White Americans seventy five. For Asians, right. it's like seventy something too. Hispanics is up in the mid sixties. We are at forty one and dropping. Okay, <laughs> now not only that, black Americans are the least likely to own a vehicle. The least likely to own a vehicle out of all racial ethnic groups. So why, when you talk about, when TLC talk about on the passenger side of your best friend's ride, well, that's because we didn't get reparations, dummies. We, the president wouldn't be in the passenger side of the best friend's ride if we had got reparations, okay? We are almost a landless people, okay? So I don't know where some of us think we got it going on because when you have to struggle and rob Peter the PayPal, as they say here, or you have to uh, borrow from your cousin five dollars to get lunch. Things I've had to do for people before. We don't have it going on. The problem is, is that we have to get the media. And here's the problem: one, we have people who vote vote blue no matter who, but they vote uh, they vote Negro, who ain't gonna do nothing for them. Like we got this lady running for Supreme Court justice. She's been nominated. I don't know nothing about her. But my thing is, some people were already throwing their support behind her before they even uh, examined her, vetted her. We can't do that. Fannie Lou Hamer said, all skin folk ain't kin folk, okay? I don't care if you're black. I will vote for a white person if they have policies like reparations and a true black agenda for black Americans, okay? I will vote for them first over a black person who's going to simply go up there, watch us fall further to the bottom, not do a damn thing about it. Two, another problem we have is defeatism. I'm pretty sure I'm not reading the chat, but I'm, it, it never fails. There's always at least two or three people, or usually more, depending on how many are in the chat, that come up with defeatism. Oh, ain't never going to happen. Oh, Clyburn's going to win. Clyburn's too powerful. You are an insult to our ancestors. You might as well pull your pants down and piss on their graves if you have that defeatist energy. We, especially if you're a South Carolinian, we, South Carolina had the most slave revolts than any other state. The only state that's close to us is Louisiana. Okay, both Creole people, Louisiana Creole, Sea Island Creole, Gullah Geechee. We have the most slave revolts. We fought back even when we knew we were going to fail. We fought back when people were telling us you weren't, it was no way to make it. And eventually, chattel slavery, even though I know there are still issues, was abolished. Okay? Civil rights legislation. I know it wasn't perfect. Had the civil rights legislation been done the way it was supposed to, I wouldn't be running right now. Even mm -hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said he had integrated us to a burning home and said we was coming to get our check. So even he realized that we were written a bad check. Okay? However, Jim Crow 
redlining and all of those things cannot be legislated. They cannot be government sanctioned anymore. The legacy of those things is what we face. If you are sitting in that chat or anywhere else saying it ain't never going to happen, you are a coward and you are insulting our ancestors. You might as well dig their corpse up and piss on it. Because that's how disrespectful it is to say that. We have never been a people who have backed down. We have never been a people who try to work within the system. No, we have always been a people who have stood up to make a system work for us. Right. Yeah, and I think you should be able to, I think you should, and you would say this to his face. It's not like, well, you know, he'll say it on the internet, but once he gets into Jim Clyburn's face, he'll he'll just say like, well, he did the best he could and any of that. Like, no, you actually, you want, you want the opportunity to say this to Jim Clyburn's face in front of the audience who's going to pick between you two, and that is all you're asking from your country. Just the opportunity to face him in a fair race and try to win these votes. You know what? What? It is votes, like you said, that wins the elections, not money. Votes. We've already had, there was a Democratic candidate. This name was Alvin Green. You can look it up. It's Green with an E. And the Democrats had a guy they wanted to win to get the nomination for the U.S. Senate. This guy, Alvin Green, in Manning, South Carolina, he beat that Democratic Senate, beat the pants off him. But here's the interesting thing. This guy didn't spend a penny other than to uh, run. He didn't have a website. Hell, he didn't even have a computer. He would have to go to the library to get on the internet. He never passed out a card. He never knocked on a door. He never made a phone call. He never posted flyers. And he beat the candidate that the Democratic Party was putting a lot of money behind. If anybody is there again saying it ain't never going to happen, you are being a coward. You are being defeatist. And I just don't have the energy for that. Now, I will he was say running this. In a, that's, that's a little bit weird because he was running in a safe, he was running in a safe um, Republican district. So he was always going to be set up to kind of lose that district. He was so, set up to lose the general election, but I'm general. saying he beat the Democrat. He beat the preferred in the Democrat pri- in the primary. Well, whoever wins your primary is going to win the general election. So, like, that's a seat. I like to have the attitude that when I win, I'm not going to rest on my laws. I'm going to still have the same energy like we got to win this. We got to do all we can do. And I say to anybody, if you're tired of the way things are, then you need to be, you need to stop doing things the way we've been doing them. Okay? Clyburn is only getting elected because people come out and vote for him. Here's the good thing, though. I've I've made several public appearances. I just made one last night. Good. And everyone who hears my message wants to know more, donates, wants to support me. The challenge I have is getting donations to get my message out to people. I work 60 hours a week. If you want someone like Clyburn who spent most of his days golfing, he has a team of A's doing anything for him, so he doesn't know what's going on in the real world, show up and cash your ballot for him. But don't you dare complain when you see us still getting done down. You see our kids committing suicide at higher and higher levels rate. We're four calls. We make up the majority of the homeless. We are in the sixth poorest district, if you're in South Carolina District 6, and getting poor. Sixth poorest district in the damn country. Don't complain because you voted for that. Now, what I so what I have to do, in a rural county is one, you can't always go from door to door. I need people to stop thinking that. A lot of people in rural counties have no trespassing signs. If there's no trespassing, you cannot go on their yard without their invitation, okay? Second of all, I'm gonna say again, I work 60 hours. So I have to use television commercials, which I do, radio advertisement, which I do, and I'm doing right now, newspaper advertisement, which I do, I use mass text, which I do. I have to rent venues and host events to have people come to me, which I do. And last but not least, I have to get people who may have the time to go and speak to people on the streets in my small town, in my large cities, in my district. Some people are volunteering to do that. Some people might do it for a small price. Either way, donations are the thing that keep me in this race. Yes. Yeah. And we need to fix this. We need to fix the institution so that every race is competitive and you shouldn't have undue barriers 
um i mean do you believe in term limits or should we just like open it up where we don't need term limits we just need to make him accessible because right now the problem is nobody can lay a glove on Clyburn because he's too busy on the golf course like i well, need him i need him three feet away from you answering the same question that's so what i want that actually happened um if you could i don't know if the video's been played all over the place i don't know what it's titled I confronted him in, in June 2021. The video went kind of low-key viral. It had over 380,000 views, and Clyburn got that Twitter account banned. I know it was him. They said I threatened someone because I said coons deserve every every bit of pain that's coming to them. They said I was a threat, and they banned my account first warning on that account. Clyburn only, was behind that. For the record, he was only, only if you're a coon. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. I'm not sure just if you... I'm not sure if you saw that video where I confronted him, but I did confront him ever since then. He doesn't want to be in the same room with me because I was hoping he was going to show up in person in Hampton um, last week, and he didn't. He sent his grandson, who's his campaign manager, two other young guys, and he sent uh, an older gentleman who kind of speaks on his behalf at places. I was hoping he would be in the same room with me, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. So to me, the chance we be in the same room is still, but y'all have to force it. If y'all want it, y'all need to call the South Carolina Democratic Party in Colombia and demand a debate. If you don't demand it, it ain't gonna happen. Y'all, I'm only one person and I may have a powerful voice and I may have good facts and knowledge and a platform, but one person, it can't be done with just one. Okay? I'm, I'm gonna get the person representing y'all, but I can't do it alone. I'm gonna get this information and put it in the in the in the chat about how to get a hold of the Democratic office and start bombarding them with information to force this debate. I want this debate to happen. I want right. this to debate. I, I think it's owed to the people. It is. That's my thing. If I fall flat on my face, fine. But the people of South Carolina deserve, let me emphasize this, a fair, because you know Clyburn has connections, and don't think they'll try to give me the hardball questions, but I don't see nothing for me as hardball because I answer anything. <laughs> I talk about everything from my sex life to my platform. So if people want to act crazy if they want, you ask me a crazy question, I'm crazy enough to give you the answer. However, the people of South Carolina deserve to hear us present our platforms and to have Clyburn defend his record. This man's been representing our district for 30 years, y'all. And we are the six parts out of 435. Look, let me give you some context. I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. And I teach in the county where I was raised. It's the lowest performing um, this county educationally in South Carolina, which is one of the lowest performing states educationally. But check this out. Still, I get kids that come to me with all kinds of issues. I get kids in fifth grade reading on a second grade, first grade level, kids in eighth grade reading on a fourth grade level, kids with behavioral issues, emotional issues, social issues, kids with anxiety, you name it. And I get kids, I've had classes of 32 in my classroom, and I don't pull no punches as a teacher, and I make no apologies for being the type of teacher I am. I'm on my kids because I love them, I care about them, I make no apologies. Now, I only get seven to eight months to get my kids who come to me behind grade level, right. not just on grade level, but I'm expected to get them above grade level with just little old me having them for only a few hours out the day dealing with all the other issues that come about. Imagine if I had 30 years to teach them and they still couldn't <laughs> read. Would you put your kid in my class? If no. I've had your child for 30 years to teach them how to read and they still could not read. No. So how is it that Clyburn's had 30 years to get his dishes together or at least to try? He's done right. neither one, and we want to say give him two more years. Right. There's no need for that. There's no need for that. And like I said, if you can't get your policy passed, you need to be clarifying the fight. But I feel like people it. are exactly. more – I worry that people are more confused now because of Clyburn than they were before. They might be more confused because of Clyburn. Well, I think what's starting to happen, my approach is I don't ever show up to tell people vote for me. Never. That's the most offensive thing I can do. That, to me, gives an attitude of snobbery. Like, I know what's best for you. You don't know what's best for you. I know what's best for you. <clears throat> what I've been doing is I've been educating people. I've been educating people on this is the these are the issues we're facing. 
this is what Kyburn could have done. You write legislation to address it. This is how, this is what you do as a congressman. I've been educating people how reparations work. I've been educating white people in my district that reparations will benefit you. And that's not fair because every time white America has benefited from things that were given to them by the government, the Homestead Act that gave millions and millions and millions of acres to white Americans. And to this day, 58 to 60 million white American families can trace their wealth to the Homestead Act. The GI Bill that was given to white veterans of the world wars, my great-grandfather who was still living was one, and my great-great-grandfather who was one, but he passed away in 1970, 1970s. That gave white Americans pretty much health care, pension, homes, businesses, free college education. It made them into the doctors and the physicists and the lawyers and all these things they have that like to tell us they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and did on their own. No, the government incentivized those things. Social security, labor unions, all of those things gave white Americans the wealth they had. While that was happening, black Americans weren't getting nothing. So I get irritated when people ask me, what, what are you going to say to white Americans? White Americans have, by and large, they've never asked once when they were getting resources and policies how it was going to benefit us. However, I educate white Americans on how Reparations will benefit them as well. And everything on my platform, I have education, transportation, and thriving communities too, but reparations is the main thing. That's why my slogan is repair Black America to fix America. How they, if you truly love America, you better be supporting reparations because according to a study by Citigroup, and this is what I tell people, <laughs> Black America, America, the United States of America has lost $16 trillion dollars in, in wealth because of anti-black racism. But I don't always say the whole story. That's $16 trillion. The GDP of America, meaning the total value of our products and services, is worth $20, like $20 trillion. So that means we would be twice as rich had this country done reparations. But hold on, there's more to that. That's only $16 trillion we've lost since the year 2000. Imagine if we go back further and we add up all the years, how many trillions of dollars, if not more than trillions, have we lost because of anti-Black racism? No one can say they love the United States of America and be against reparations specifically for Black American freemen. If you say you love the United States of America, but you're against freemen for my people, you are a liar, you are a traitor, and there is no middle ground. That's yeah. how I get people to get, gravitate to my message by educating them. And that's why I need to keep getting my message out to the college campuses, to the Black-owned restaurants and churches, everyone. No, I agree. Hey, look, if you support uh, Greg Marcel Dixon for Congress, if you think he has a message that's worth being heard, even if you don't support him, if you think that this is important for the people to hear so that they can make their own decision, go ahead and go to his campaign. It's in the description of the video. Go ahead and go to this campaign, kick in, and you know help this guy buy for the seat. He's a good American, which means he should be in a competitive race. This race should be structurally competitive. There shouldn't be an incumbent advantage. He should be able to sit, stand, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, hold his own, four feet away from Clyburn, fielding questions from the press on TV, and and let let it fall where it's may. Like let it fall where it may. That's the that's democracy. Debate, exactly. That's debate. Yeah, he, Clyburn should not be able to duck the debate. I think South that should be South Carolina Democratic Party. They are located in Columbia, South Carolina Democratic Party. Right. Like nobody should be able to duck the debate. As soon as as soon as myself um handed in his paperwork, all he should have to that should have triggered a process. All he should have to do is send a quick email saying these are my available dates. When are we going to schedule three? Not just one, three, at least three. Well, we can hash this out. <laughs> we can hash this out and let the people decide. I don't know what's the problem. I don't get it because Clyburn has a whole debate team. He goes all day. He knows he can prepare around the clock. I am the one who will probably have to be coming from work, tired, stressed out, dealing with my family who is still just barely keeping their head above the waters in poverty. I'm the one that's going to come there. He has all the benefits. So why not just debate this little old guy 
from um, from from uh, a rural small town that has a pretty bad educational system, not because the teachers are bad, but because of all the issues that the government has not repaired that they caused. The teachers are expected to deal with it, which is not fair. What's the issue? And mm -hmm. I, I just put my donation link. Someone was asking how to donate. I'm looking at the comments now. It's Marcel for Congress.com slash donate. And y'all donates are make or break. I mean, if I defeat when I defeat Clyburn, that will be a watershed moment for the reparations movement. I'm not trying to be the only Negro in the room. I don't like these black guys who walk around here because usually guys, women too, but mainly guys who want to have the I'm the smartest Negro in the room. You know, I read this book. What you have to read. If you're the smartest Negro in the room, but you're not using your intelligence to encourage your people, to help your people, to build unity around reparations so we can get it for our people, then you're the most useless Negro in the room. I agree. I agree. Now, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marcel. All right. So what we can do for him, if we appreciate this message being sent out, I put the link in the chat, go donate, kick down. That'll pay for television commercials. That'll pay for pressure to get a real debate. That'll pay for a message. Also, meet and greets. Meet and greets. Also, um, I put the information for the South Carolina Democratic Party in the chat, and I'll do it again right now. Go ahead and give him a call. <laughs> give him a call. Give him a call today. Give him a call. Go ahead and give him a call tomorrow. Go ahead and give him a call the next day. Give him a call every day and send him an email. Demand an debate. You want to know, you want Dixon and Clyburn on the stage fielding questions about your interests because that's how a democratic process is going to work. Even if you don't agree with Dixon, you agree with if you agree with democracy if you believe in the process if you believe in representative government you need to not have elected this king 30 years ago who refuses exactly. to debate who refuses to debate who ducks debate a grown man is scared of talk and he's going to be representing you that's a problem with democracy that's what we need to fix so it should be an automatic process as soon as dixon filled in his paperwork it should just be when is the debate and in a matter of scheduling, not like whether there's going to be one. But Clyburn doesn't want it, and that's a problem. South Carolina Democratic Party doesn't want it because the South Carolina Democratic Party wants to control you to legitimize themselves. They don't want a free and fair election. They want to use the illusion of a free and fair election to legitimize their own little, their own little gift, their own little grift, their own little scam. So we need to demand a debate, have the papers demand a debate, have everyone you know demand at least three debates where they hash it out and then let the chips fall where they may. And like, that's all I want out of this dem democratic, like these, these democratic contests. I want a fair election. And that means Clyburn has to show up and not in a place that he designs, show up in a fair place where Dixon has just as much power in the room as he does and then let them hash it out. That's all we're asking. And if that's too much, you're a crook. <laughs> like if that's, if that's too much, if that doesn't sound like it, that's appropriate or you're scared of protecting protecting Clyburn or he's old or he might stroke out, well, then he's not fit for the job. They want black votes, but they don't want to do black policies. The only time they want to mention black people is when they're talking about lies, like black on black crime and the black out of wedlock rate. They have no problem saying the word black then. But the moment you start talking about specifying black people and policies, suddenly there's an issue. I see somebody right. asking if I have a cash app. I do. But Cash App is like a nightmare for my treasurer. So I prefer people just use the link, but the link makes it very easy. They have it set up almost like they have it set up, but you don't have to register for anything like that. Um, I see people saying Tavis Smiley. I'll tell my communications director to reach out to him. We've reached out to people like Boyce Watkins and stuff like that, but they don't respond. Y'all be surprised at how some people... Hey, well, look, you guys, go ahead, go ahead and DM boys. Tell boys, tell anyone, tell anyone that you want to see more Greg Marcel Dixon. Like that's that's what it takes, right? So you launch a campaign, you get the people you want to see Dixon on, and you tell them that have this brother on. Everyone can be on Zoom. <laughs> anyone can be on Zoom. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna email some of my people to see if I can get you some uh, some some more exposure because I think people need. People need the exposure. People need to know. And this race needs to be competitive. 
That's what and democracy if it wasn't means. The new black media, I wouldn't be here. It's only been the new black media that's been keeping me afloat. It's only been the new black media. And um, Yvette Carnell had me bought the social media, Franklin. So I doubt that's gonna, I doubt that's gonna happen. But she does know about my campaign. Mm -hmm. You know, people have a right to choose whether they support or not. But right. I'm running on a reparations campaign. I tell people, <laughs> I'm that ugly old beat up car, okay, right. that you may not like. But I'm gonna get you the way you want to go. That's mm -hmm. me. I'm just I'm trying to get the reparations. I may not be the prettiest thing out there, but I'm gonna get y'all the way you need to go. Now, a nicer, shinier car comes along. Let's get them in there too. But we all need to be heading towards reparations. So I'm on a reparations platform. I don't have time to be begging people to support me. I just let people know my case and I I ask for y'all support. I'm not entitled to y'all support, but I do look at people sideways when they don't support and yet they're seeing reparations every second. Well, if you're around enough black people, you know that's the only way we're getting made whole. Like there is no other way around this. There is stuff <laughs> that can like pain relief, you know, where you don't actually treat the disease. You just kind of go through a few symptoms. There's some my other mother always said that. <laughs> my What's mother up? always said that. My mother always said that you don't treat the symptom, treat the disease. And a lot of times we want to treat the symptom not the disease. And that's why I'm addressing the source of the issues in the black community, black American community, not black immigrant, black American. And that was government sanctioned anti-blackness. Right. And it was done by the government. It can be made whole by the government. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. And if you're not talking and about the money to do it, they cannot <laughs> run out of money. It will not so economic collapse. All of those things are lies. And I've explained it already. Yeah, well, I mean, we're giving money. It was easier to get. It was easier to get money to the Ukrainians than it Trillions was uh, than it is to clean up the pipes in your district and the pipes in Flint because everybody's right. drinking water. It, like it's it's not just Flint. Everywhere there's a congregation of black people. Check the water because there might be too much lead in it. Is what well, I'm saying. Well, in Florence, South Carolina, they have to use solar panel filters to get clean water. That's how black people are living. Meanwhile, they're bringing 100 Ukrainians, some who will probably more than likely be Nazis. And yes, I said, and yes, I'm standing on that. I ain't apologizing for it. They'll bring 100,000 Ukrainians, a good percentage, if not all, who would be Nazis. And they're going to give them housing and jobs and education and health care. And I bet you they won't have any problem with their water. Meanwhile, we got a bunch of black towns and cities around here that can't even get clean water. How are we not disgusted? How do we keep voting for these pathetic, sorry, pathetic excuses for leaders? Okay. Enough. And that's Enough. why I decided to run. Thank you. All right. So you know what to do. Help this brother out. Email, call the South Carolina Democratic Party, demand a debate. And, uh, and you know. donate call. if you can. Donate and debate. <laughs> Do donate and debate. You Nobody is owed a congressional seat. Nobody That's is right. owed a congressional seat. Greg Marcel Dixon's out there working for his. Is Jim Clyburn? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Take care. And I'll see you guys in a few days. Peace. Thank you so much for having me. You take care.